cliffcentral.com. I want to turn our attention to something much more interesting than this, and that is uh, e-mobility, electric cars, something that we started talking last week um, to BMW CEO about. And I'm going to welcome to the show Claisha Johnson, who has worked in the automotive industry within BMW Group for the past 10 years. She's been working on Mini and BMW, both brands. She's a really interesting person, and she can help us uh, to, to understand what goes on behind innovation, developing talent, and connecting people to their purpose, as well as obviously the, the vehicles that we're most interested in. So, hey, Claisha, nice to see you. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. I'm sorry that we woke you up so, so early, and you're already at the office, aren't you? Well, I'm generally an early bird, so um, this is more or less the time that I'm in the office anyway. <laughs> well, it's nice to see you, and thank you for waking up to talk to us this morning about something which I think most South Africans are really curious about. We we got a, a, a little window into your world um, when we spoke to your CEO at BMW the other day, but I want to yeah. talk specifically to you today about mm-hmm. e-mobility and electric vehicles in South Africa and what what we've got coming up, and also what we've got in terms of infrastructure so far. But let's just start with people who are not even enthusiasts. I mean, I'm a lot more excited about this than most people. So let's just look at the basic stuff. We'll start from scratch. I don't know a damn thing about cars, and I come to you, Clash, and I go, please explain to me what is an electric vehicle, and how does it differ from a standard car? Like, let's start there, because we can't assume people know everything. Sure. So, I mean, the cars that we obviously have on the roads today, most of them are what we call um, ICE vehicles or internal combustion engine vehicles. Mm -hmm. And essentially, these vehicles are powered by either your petrol or your diesel, right? Um, When it comes to an electric vehicle, this is obviously powered with a battery. So, it doesn't use any petrol, it doesn't use um, any diesel, and therefore, it's a lot cleaner for the environment because you don't have um, a lot of emissions or tailpipe emissions that it emits um, into the environment. So that is the basic, basic difference between the two of them. Yeah, you understand why I said that you had to explain that to us, because we just assume everybody knows what we're talking about, right? Sure. And sometimes it's not so simple. All right, let's talk about the biggest misconceptions when it comes to electric vehicles. And, And everybody gets really, really nervous when you talk about range. You know, how far can it go if it's fully charged? And range has always been, um, up to very recently, the thing that was controversial, that people didn't want to talk about in the electric vehicle business because their range wasn't so great up to a while ago. Now that's all changing. Yeah, 100%. So when electric vehicles still came out, the ranges were really small. And when you start to look at, especially life within South Africa, you're traveling a lot of distances. Sure. So when people come with small ranges, immediately in your mind, you're thinking, well, how is this going to fit into my lifestyle? Um, I may drive 100 Ks a day. Um, but now with what you're seeing with the vehicles that are coming out, for example, with the iX, uh, which we can talk about as well, and the i4 that's mm-hmm. coming. We've also got the iX3, and these ranges are uh, really start from about 400 kilometers all the way to to about 630 kilometers. That's so, that's that's even better than some ICE vehicles, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, so when we start to look at range, it's no longer as much of a of a challenge or a hurdle when it comes to that because the products and the battery um, technologies that are really coming into the market have improved so vastly um, that you're now able to drive your normal ranges that you do with a normal vehicle. So just tell me again, iX, how far can we go on iX? 
Yeah, so the iX, so we have two derivatives. The first is an iX40 that goes at about 400 kilometers. Mm-hmm. The iX50 can go up to 630 kilometers. Okay. Um, and all of this are based on driving style, right? So just like a normal car, sure. if you drive really harshly, you brake really harshly, you get less out of your tank. And it works the same with the EV. So you drive really harshly, you, you'll get less range. But if you drive quite normal, conservatively, you'll be, you will actually be able to get more range out of your vehicle. The i4, yeah. um, it ranges from about 510 kilometers uh, to about 590 kilometers. Wow. Okay, so the yeah. range isn't a big – that's not the big stumbling block anymore. That's not what people not are interested in. Not that's, at all. That's not yeah. where they get nervous and go, oh, I don't know if I should get an electric car. It's other considerations that come into play. So how does charging work, and what sort of charging times do the i4 and iX require? I know I drove a little i3 for a while, and um, yeah. that was amazing. You just plug it into your wall, but you did have to plug it in pretty much overnight. In, in order to mm-hmm. in order to get fully charged, is that a similar situation with the i four and iX? Sure. So maybe um, let me let me actually ask you a question. How many charging stations do you think they are in South Africa right now? Ooh, um, take a guess. I, you see, I'm either going to get this horribly wrong, <laughs> or or you're going to laugh at me because uh, I'll, I'll I'd say maybe I don't know twenty. Okay. Okay. Well, that's what that's what most people think, right? So right. currently, nationally, we are sitting at about two hundred and fifty charging sure. stations nationwide. Wow. Right? These are these are positioned at shopping malls, at airports, um, on along highways. I mean, if you want to go down to Durban, down to Cape Town, there's a lot of charging infrastructure all the way there, right? There's two types of uh, main when I talk public charging infrastructure. The one is what we call an AC charger, which is alternating current, uh, which is the most common. You'll see mm-hmm. it, you'll see it the most. Um, these, you, you're talking about 22 kilowatts on average in terms of what we have in the market. And that will generally take about an hour and 20 minutes, right? To charge your vehicle. So these are okay. generally positioned at your shopping malls because that's equivalent to the amount of time you might, you may need to go into the shops, get some groceries, you know, come out. Um, and then we have what we call the DC chargers or the direct current. And these are essentially fast chargers. Right. And these can charge your car within 34 minutes. <laughs> so you'll find these. Fully charged. Along. Fully charged. So you'll find them um, along main highways. Um, so a lot of the stops as well. And that's enough for, you know, a cup of coffee, a leg stretch, charge your car. You can get in and you're on your way. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's really simple because there's dedicated parking bays for electric vehicles. You park in the bay. The, you, you literally plug the car in. You tap a card because you come. it comes with a, a, a charging card. Tap the card and that initiates the charge. Um, the reason for the card is because it, it needs to lock the cables. Uh, there's a lot of electricity flowing through there, which, which can be quite dangerous. So once you tap the card, it locks that in and it fuels your car. So you're able to have a leg stretch, have a coffee. By the time you get back, you're able to get in your car and go. You're also able to use your three point plug, uh, which you alluded to with the, mm. with the i3, which you, We've probably test-driven. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, that does take a little bit longer because it depends on the energy that you have within your household. So um, most plugs, 
within houses within South Africa, you're on single phase power. So that's about 7.4 kilowatts. So the lower the, the lower your socket can give in terms of energy, mm-hmm. the longer it would longer take. Longer it's going right? to take. Got you. Because I mean, some of these DC charges, we're talking 50 kilowatts. To um, they're about to put up a, a DC fast charger that has 150 kilowatts. That is insane energy um and then you compare that to your 7.4 kilowatt plug so obviously that would take a little bit longer um but yeah it's it's really so quite quick and simple there yeah. are there are a bunch of questions coming through here let me just go to some of them quickly um so here's cindy Lowe says how much is a full tank i mean like how much does it cost in terms of you know if you're going to charge for that long Sure. So um, the BMW, because BMW does have a charging network. So the BMW charging network at this point in time is free of charge for our BMW and many customers, right? Um, so you, you actually don't get charged for that. So there are some other charging stations that do charge a fee. And that fee, differ, it, it ranges from about 3 rand a kilowatt to 5 rand 88 a kilowatt. Hmm. Um, and also electricity prices differ depending on the municipality. However, you're probably looking at a full tank. Um, we did the calculations at the beginning of the year at about 65 rand. Okay. Yes. That's really, you compare rand. that, you compare that to, uh, tank. yeah, to, to petrol. I'm sorry. It's not even a competition. Exactly. Exactly. So um, from a cost of ownership perspective, it actually just makes more sense, right? Because Mm. it doesn't cost you as much to keep fueling your vehicle um, as it would with an electric vehicle. And what about this from Tony? Tony says, how does the fast charge affect the battery cycle life? So (laughs) it's so funny you say that. So with the i3 that you also spoke about, Mm -hmm. we have been selling the i3. I mean, we've had 10 years of of BMW i, right? And our our batteries actually come with an 80, 100,000 kilometer warranty. And when we start to look at that, I mean, even the vehicles, the the i3 customers that we deal with now, um, their batteries are still at optimum levels. They, they're operating okay. at, at over 85 to 90%. And that is after, uh, eight, to eight, eight years. So, cause some of them are coming out of warranty now. So that's after eight years and your battery is still operating at about 90%. Very good. Uh, are charges affected by load shedding or are they off grid? Says David. So a lot of the charges are on on the grid, but there are some charges that I'm aware of within the network because we are not the only um, company that has charging sure. infrastructure nationally. There are quite a few charges that are actually off grid. Um, so yeah, but also the thing with with load shedding, it actually comes from the point that load shedding is actually scheduled. And we talk about this quite a lot because if you know you're going to be load shed for about two hours, mm-hmm. um, you're actually able to schedule your charging. So even if your car is actually plugged in um, via the technology through our BMW apps and mini apps, um, you're actually able to schedule your charging so that it actually starts maybe after the load shedding is, has ended. Um, and so it's, there's a good way to be able to manage it, right? Once right. you get into the lifestyle, it's actually quite easy um, to manage charging and, and how you commute. Okay, so now I'm going to go back to my questions because there is some misunderstanding in the marketplace about why EVs are being developed by manufacturers like you guys at BMW. Um, can you break down 
just why an electric drivetrain is more efficient and, 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 and better than an internal combustion engine. It's not like BMW haven't got great ICE vehicles, you know. It's not as if you had terrible vehicles. Now you're trying to go into the EV business just because you want to get rid of your terrible reputation. I mean, BMW have got exactly the opposite issue, that people just love their cars. And why would you change? Can you, can you address that for us? Sure. So electric vehicles are actually a lot more efficient. There's there's many reasons, but I'll maybe give you two or three. Sure. So firstly, when it comes to an electric motor, an electric motor can convert electrical energy into mechanical energy or what we call motion, right? Um, with over 85% of that, mm-hmm. right? From the battery. A normal internal combustion engine, it's less than 40%, right? So that's already two and a half, almost three times more. Also, obviously, the most the most obvious one is when it comes to climate change, when it comes to air quality as well, um, because the vehicle is not burning fuel, right? Mm. It's literally using the battery pack. So there's fewer um, emissions that are emitted into, into the air as well, and that makes it obviously a lot cleaner. When we start looking at how everybody has um, specific goals when it comes to the Paris Climate Agreement, um, these are things that we are actually very committed to. We take it very seriously. Um, and electric vehicles are actually a really good tool to be able to assist with that decarbonization. Um, also, when it comes to an electric vehicle, your torque is actually a lot more instantaneous, right? right? You don't need to wait for any engines or those sorts of things to be warming up. So it's really quick off the line. You know, our, our, our listeners are not um, idiots, but they can be uh, – difficult and complicated people so one of one or two of them are saying here yeah but anyway our electricity is mostly generated by coal-fired power stations but that's not you know bmw can't take over the entire infrastructure of electricity in the country that's not their business so we're going to use what Mm -hmm. we can and we'll still use much less this way right in terms of power yeah hundred percent. And I mean, the the fact is is that we are not the only people who are starting to look and think sustainably, right? Um, There's a a lot of global pressure. There's a lot of commitments that have been made, including South Africa. South Africa has also made a commitment in terms of um, decreasing our carbon emissions. Mm -hmm. And we know where the the carbon um, emissions are coming from in terms of the sectors. So there's a lot of things that are happening in parallel in different industries, including in the energy side. So um, as the energy itself starts to become greener, um, as the term would go, then you'd start to see that affecting. It's it's essentially just a knock-on effect to a lot of other industries as well, such as EVs. Okay. How safe is an EV in an accident? It's actually very safe. So um, the battery packs are actually positioned on the floor of the vehicle. So what this does is it actually gives the vehicle a lower center of gravity, which actually makes the vehicle a lot more stable, right? So that's the one. The second is because the battery packs are spread out on the floor of the vehicle, it actually gives it structural structural rigidity um, in case of any uh, side collision that may occur. So it actually makes the vehicle um, a lot safer. And also a lot of electric vehicles have what we call a fail-safe system. So if, for example, there's a lot of heat that might be coming from specific cells within the battery, it actually switches it off, right? Hmm. Um, So that nothing, so that it's not a knock-on effect and it doesn't affect the entire vehicle. So it can actually, it's really just a, um, a safety system that's able to switch those batteries off. So it's actually quite safe, yes. 
Most vehicles actually have a, a four to five star um, in cap rating. So we, we only have a, a little bit of time and I want to find out what the i4 range consists of in South Africa because a lot of people are only excited by the actual car. They don't want to, they don't want to hear about all the stuff you and I've been talking about now about <laughs> safety of the vehicle and about, you know, fuel emissions and all of that stuff. Nobody cares. They're like, show me the car. So tell us about the i4 range. Sure. So the i4 is very exciting. Um, it's really based off of the of the the four series that we've seen recently released. So we're going to be bringing in two engine derivatives. The first is the i4 eDrive 40. Mm-hmm. Um, and here we're talking about because we want to hear stats, right? Zero to 100, 5.7 seconds, 250 kilowatts, and it's got a range of 590 kilometers. Okay. And then the one that everybody is excited for, including some of my colleagues is the i4 m50 so this is going to be the first m car with locally emission free driving system so essentially the same way you know how the bmws feel when it comes to driving um, that sheer driving pleasure essentially Mm -hmm. um we're talking 400 kilowatts and we're talking zero to 100 3.9 3.9 seconds and it's got a range of 510 kilometers which is very exciting so this picture i've got here off of your website is that the car we're talking about that's the one mm. okay that looks pretty cool uh it really it, it looks good and you can't you can't i mean listen i've seen the i8 and i've seen the i3 but this is a very this is it looks like pretty much you know a a, a better version of what your well-known current uh, five series is almost is that is that a rough comparison i mean like it, it's it's obviously in some ways it's much sexier it's got those little blue stripes down the side and you know it's got a different sort of face but but it am, am i right to describe it like that or are you are you unhappy with me for describing it that way <laughs> Well, I wouldn't necessarily compare it to a 5 Series. I think when you start to look at how electric has evolved, right? So, mm-hmm. yes, you have your your vehicles that, that they, they complete outliers, right? You look at them, you either love them or you hate them. And the, and the i3 was very much like that. You loved it or you, you really weren't too sure about the design because that was what it was based off of. Right. But you'll actually start to see a lot more electric vehicles because you don't have to be completely left field to drive electric. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you should be able to drive a vehicle that um, also has the same look and feel as as a normal as a normal sedan, essentially, and a normal family car. Um, it's just your choice to be able to just drive electric. So the four series, um, it's based off of the four series with the i four as well. All right. So um, so it's got more of a more of a four series look. If you look at um, the, all you. the latest four series that's been released, um, just really an electric version of it. And Cindile wants to know what what does it cost? <laughs> uh, pricing has not been confirmed. Oh, okay, so we can't tell you that yet. Sorry, we we we, we can't tell you that one. But maybe um, in the beginning of next year, we'll be able to let you know. All right. So as soon as we we can find out, you'll let us know. All right. Very good. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, uh, Kleisha. It's a pleasure to speak Thank to you. you for and you've, you've answered a whole bunch of questions. Some of them that um, that I'm sure that you and I didn't expect. I love the fact that we could talk about it here and that you can help educate us a little bit on all this stuff. Because, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, I think so many people are confused and there's also, there's, there's a lot of marketing involved in this and people aren't sure what, you know, what part of it is just the facts and what part of it is, is all about like the cool stuff. So I think it's useful to know what this is. You were really, really cool. Thank you. I appreciate having you on. 
Thanks so much. Have a great day. Good to see you. Thanks. There we go. That's um, Klesha, and she is from BMW, and she helped us answer all the questions. Klesha Johnson this morning on uh, electric vehicles. Cliffcentral.com.